Well, hey, Marys. Hi, Marys. Welcome back to Nuance, the All Right Mary after show. Come on, Nuance. Come on, Nuance. Yeah. Um, which we certainly needed this week because my God, <clears throat> we just went about. in. Yeah. You yeah. know, I, 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 if people don't want to listen to the whole episode, I guess they don't have to listen to the whole episode. You. <laughs> I mean, I know I'm kind of flip flopping my thing, but like on this type of. <laughs> This episode in particular, I was like, well, we have to we have to talk about all of this. We can't cut. We can't. No, we just can't. Nobody has objected to longer episodes. People have. No, I have not heard a single. Mary's, if you do not like our longer episodes, then you can email us at allrightmarypodcast at gmail.com and I'll assign it to go to our spam folder. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, you totally can. But. No, I think I think that we have gotten enough positive feedback that people are into what we're talking about. All right, so Mary, we should own that. That's fair. Yeah. So you know, I, let's continue. Um, you know, we had the runway. Um, we kind of it kind of came out of nowhere um, with Blair's uh, story. Um, she they they start talking to Blair, mm-hmm. and then um, all of a sudden she's like, you know. All of this happiness, it's actually pretty dark. Yeah, because Ross says something about like, it's almost a little too sweet what you're what you're putting off. Sure. And there may have been more conversation that had come up. And this is kind of like, people talked about this with when Roxy came out about the bus stop story that she had just talked about it in Nuance. In, oh, in Nuance. In Untucked. In Untucked. Sure. Um, and so it was kind of fresh on her mind. Right. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, so this became kind of Blair's kind of explanation for that. Um, and she says that thing about like I um, I seek to find daintiness because I often feel dirty. Right. Um, and right. and I thought that was it was just ooh, okay. Wow. All right. Yeah. That yeah. says a lot. Yeah, it says a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, I I I loved RuPaul's um, you know her her kind of summation mm-hmm. um, where she talks about how you know with trauma your first response is to put rainbows on everything yeah and then you realize that that's not really going to work um and then eventually you kind of have to go through and she's kind of recognizing that you know the blair that blair is probably on that journey yeah to walk through yeah i just have to say um full disclosure i in college this was like like this is something that I studied mm-hmm. and and it was my job uh, where I worked at the Sexual Assault Prevention Awareness Center on campus and learned all about sexual assault and uh, that world, especially on the college campus. Um, sure. Focusing mainly on women mm-hmm. um, because let's call a spade a spade. Uh, most of reported rapes are by women. Mm-hmm. Um, that or is, of women by... R- reported rapes. Oh, they're reported by women. Sorry, by, by women. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm I'm just paying attention to things because people are paying attention to things. And oh, yeah, sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely, being absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Ninety nine percent of perpetrators are men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that doesn't mean that all men rape, right? But sure, like, sure. Ninety nine percent. Yeah. Of There's a Venn diagram here. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So I. Uh, yeah, it was it was really eye opening. Um, the most eye opening thing for me though were. Um, people knew of my role on campus um, and I would get emails not through the Sexual Assault Prevention Awareness Center, but just like through my regular UMish email. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were male survivors mm. um, wow. mm-hmm. coming out to me because I was a male person in this this world. Yeah, that makes um, sense. Uh, you know, to, to, I'm assuming that this happened to Blair not very long ago. 
I mean, she says it happened at a college party. I don't know if she was at a college party when she was 16. Mm -hmm. I mean, she says, you know, just to the point that like it was not, it was something in her adult life um, that she did not connect with something happening in her childhood. 16 is obviously kind of different, but I'd interpreted it that it was while she was in college and that was something fairly recent. And to be able to come forward, not just to your friend but to cameras and millions of people yeah um and to basically strangers uh, on a game show mm-hmm. um about this is uh I, I i no matter what anybody says about the optics of this story i mean to come forward and to say that mm-hmm. as monique uh, as monet said like it is so hard yeah. and there are so many people that are unable to do it yeah um especially after only that that amount of time mm-hmm. you know there's I, I think that's what Blair was saying like she's like for so long I was saying oh I was taken advantage of I was taken advantage of and then for her to really name a crime and a trauma that happened to her mm-hmm. that's hard and she kind of says that like when when she says it on the runway is like the first time she really said out loud that it was rape yep and I think that is um, I mean we talked about in the main episode like the power of just naming something and and how that makes it real right and there's something as well about how you how you name it like not just that you name it but how you've named it right and there's there's a very different i think it does something mentally emotionally very that's very different when you say when you just say oh i was taken advantage of you kind of spare yourself Mm -hmm. versus something a lot harsher than saying it was rape yeah um i think then that feels it's kind of like you've you've peeled all the euphemism off, right? And it's just the ugly truth, right? But that's kind of what RuPaul's saying. Yeah, it's like that's pretty much the journey. Yeah, and I mean, it, certainly in different things in my life, I've dealt with that I could just put rainbows on, mm-hmm. but needed to face and deal with. It's bared out to be true, and to that point, you know, we talked about this a little bit in the main episode, but something happens when you talk about it, like something. Like changes like I had that experience in therapy when I was in Sacramento some of the stuff that I was talking about with the therapist which I'd never talked about before it and and didn't realize how much the stuff I was talking about with her was informing so much else in my life right and it was like the fact that I was it was the fact that I was recognizing that and seeing its effects mm. and seeing how it kind of played out in other areas of my life and just the mere fact that I was talking about it yeah, and that it was kind of being unearthed and it was, it's like there's a purging I think that happens mm. or a catharsis or a release that happens. Sure. Um, oh man. And it's, yeah. and I would feel it. Like I would leave therapy and I would be exhausted. Right. It would be like a workout. Right. So I knew something had happened. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so it's, I think it's, um, it's very empowering. I think if people have something traumatic that they're trying to deal with is this, it's not a small step, but the simple step of talking about it, telling someone, telling get, someone like, like verbalizing yeah. it to someone. It doesn't have to be like, no, your mother. Oh no, no, yeah. no certainly not. Right. No. Um, but the mere, just taking that simple step has such a huge, like, uh, effect. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. a, it's very accessible, you know? Oh, totally. No, I mean, I know for me, uh, for, for a very, very long time, I was a very, very angry young man. Mm-hmm. And, um, you're talking about kind of like a catharsis and kind of like letting something go. Um, you know, and for the longest time I would always say, oh yeah, some, some shady stuff happened to me when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Some shady stuff happened to me. And that's all I was able to say. Yeah. And it wasn't until I was to say, oh, I was sexually abused for two years. Yeah. Uh, b- before I was able to like 
to name that and then to finally be like, oh, and that's why I did this and that's why I do this and that's why I say this and that's why I react like this and that's why I'm like this. Mm -hmm. Because I, because there was tr trauma after trauma after trauma during two very formative years of my life. Yeah. And for someone to to let that all go yeah. and... Uh, there's so many other pieces that are going to fall into place. Mm -hmm. There's so many other 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 uh, epiphanies that you're going to have. Yeah. Not just the idea that you're able to name it and able to talk about it, but to uh, to empower yourself to talk and name about other things, right? Mm -hmm. And to be able to see things a little bit more clearly. Um, yeah, it wasn't until I was able to name it that... Um, I was able to tap into joy more. Yeah. It's kind of like the idea of like if you, if like part of your body is out of alignment in some way, everything else goes out of alignment. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Everything kind of is, is off. And so you kind of go back to where that original unalignment is, where that kind of, uh, you know, uh, whatever outlier is from, from what is right for you. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and you, you correct that or you heal it or you acknowledge it. You just do something about it. Right. Um, then there is that kind of effect on everything else in your life. It's like you deal with these these traumas and this pain that's been buried in there just kind of like festering and creating all of these like side effects of how I deal with things and how I respond to these things oh, and yeah. why I do this stuff. And we spend so much of our lives trying to trim the branches of the tree and the branches just keep growing back. So, you know, people can <laughs> get into certain types of relationships over and over or compulsively do something over and over. And they're like, I just have to stop doing that compulsive. Right, thing. right. It's like, no, it's not the compulsive thing you need to stop doing, so to speak. That's not the problem because you'll find something else. Yeah. Because there's the roots of the tree. Yeah. And it's until you address that. And I really confronted that with like dealing with anxiety a few years ago. It just like I've dealt with anxiety for much of my life, but it got to this like debilitating level. Yeah. And it wasn't until I really, really went in and dug it out that I realized, oh, this is not about like, do I go onto a medication or do I need to be eating more like this or taking these supplements? Like that stuff could help. Right. But it wasn't until I dug in deep that like literally, and I didn't think this was humanly possible, that literally the anxiety I don't want to say went away, but like was not what it was, mm. you know? And so seeing that happen, like I think it's it's hard when you're subsumed by the side effects. Sure. When you're subsumed by the like... Anger. The anger yeah. and the way The that, depression. Yeah. The way that you kind of lash out. I mean, the, I think that this is also a, a, a common queer story, especially for, yeah, for gay men that are often sexually abused as children. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is... It, it's so common for us, whether you're 18 or whether you're 12, you mm -hmm. know, I mean, you, it happens so often yeah. that uh, you're kind of thrust into this gay identity uh, mm -hmm. and, and therefore then your gay body. And yeah. then that's what you are taught to prize and what is about, what is about you and, mm -hmm. oh, it's all about your body. And then all of that will then create all of this other muck mm -hmm. that just gets on the windshield and you just don't see clearly. You're, yeah. you're literally driving blindly mm -hmm. into life until you figure out what the muck is and how to clean it off. Yeah. You know, and full disclosure, um, 
there's a there's two people in my life besides my therapist that know about my sexual abuse uh, and you're the second person and mm-hmm. now I guess all of the podcasters that are listening know yeah luckily nobody in my life listens to my podcast right right yeah <laughs> yeah I hear that. so I'm safe right um right. I feel safe with our Marys yeah uh, that I can disclose uh, this information uh, so anyway I, I I do want to recognize that uh, thank you for having this space yeah. to talk about this really important issue mm-hmm. um, because it, it really does affect so many of us oh yeah um, and it, it's I, I don't want to say that my story is any more special than Blair's right mm-hmm. because and the reason I tell mine is because I know that there are listeners that have these stories oh a hundred and I was gonna say like you are not alone yeah certainly there are plenty of people who have these are traumas this yeah. is what happens to us mm-hmm. and what the beauty that I live every day especially after disclosing to my therapist the first time um, was the fact that like okay I'm actually still alive. Like yeah. I could have been killed, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah, I totally. could, you know what I mean? Yep. Oh yeah. And so mm-hmm. it becomes this every single day that I'm alive, I have to remind myself, "Oh my god, you get to celebrate today that you're still alive." Right. You get right. to dance. Yeah, this is not another day in the prison sentence. Exactly. This is another day of freedom. And I and I look at Blair in this episode and I'm like, "This is this is the start of something really amazing." Yeah. It's going to be a start of a lot of therapy. Oh yeah. But, and the fact that her mother is watching this show, I mean, I can't even imagine my mother Talk about things you protect your parents from. Right, right. Um, Because nothing is her fault, but she would call everything her fault. Of course. Yeah, certainly. And would feel like, what what did I, what could I have done to protect or to prevent that? Or, you know, certainly just how could I have not, how could I have made it possible for this thing that it was that is like so heartbreaking to have not happened right you know right yeah. and <clears throat> yeah exactly yeah um and you know so i think about her a- in this moment and the fact that not only did this happen recently but that she's telling the world yeah um that it is uh, m- very much like the me too movement where it it will just become dominoes that mm-hmm. that we are not alone, that these traumas have been happening and they need to stop. Yeah. And that when it does happen to you, and I know that young kids watch this show, right? Like mm-hmm. that I think is the most powerful thing for me because as a 12 year old, I would have loved to seen like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. this happens. Yeah. Yeah. And it's okay to talk about it. Right. And uh, and that that it's important to talk about it, yeah. you know, like that's super important. That's the key is to talk about it. Yeah. The, the secrets keep you sick and all of that. <laughs> um, right. Like right. It's it, it, uh, it's like the closet. Right. We we uh, gay men and women are put into the closet mm-hmm. so that you don't talk about it so that the power is still over you, that straight people have that power over you. Yeah. And 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 I think the same is with with sexual assault and traumas. Like if you are talking about it, if you get it out of the closet and you look at it and you face it every single day. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, you kind of nourish yourself and celebrate yourself that, you know, yes, this is a part of you. The one thing that I I wanted to bring up about Untucked is that um, the Vixens, I fell in love with the Vixen, by the oh, way, yeah. just with her reaction. Yeah. But um, one thing that I, I didn't agree with, um, you know, it was beautiful. She said, you've catapulted yourself into a strength that you didn't know you had. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you know when people are vulnerable, sometimes admitting that you got God is the hardest part. Right? Yeah, okay? yeah. Um, and she looks up to you. And then she says, you know, you're going to face it. And one day it's going to be a fleeting memory to you. Mm. And it's it's false. Yeah. Because it's something that is very, at least for me, like very vivid. 
consistently in my life. Yeah. Um, there's, as we say, triggers, right? Yeah. Uh, but I mean like a real trigger, mm-hmm. right? Like where you, your entire conscience, consciousness is like transported You're somewhere. just back there. You're exactly. not in the room. Yeah. yeah that's well, like a trigger. A lot and, of- and, I, and I, don't, I don't think it's a fleeting memory. I think that you can get stronger at dealing with it, but I don't think it's ever going to be fleeting. Yeah. It's a nice idea. But I yeah. think it's I think it goes back to what we talk about all the time with, you know, it gets better. It doesn't get better. You get better. Yeah, exactly. Everything is you get better. It's not Everything. gonna be a fleeting memory, but it's going to be a, a memory. But you are going to think about it less. Or when it comes sure. up, you you're will gonna say, think about it less. Or or you or the frequency could be the same, but the extreme traumatic response could be different. It's right. it's really about I mean, I always think about that line in that play, I also movie Rabbit Hole. Oh. Where the the in the movie, it's Diane Weist, of course, who, you know, explains to uh, Nicole Kidman's character. She's, you know, Nicole, Nicole Kidman's character is like, does it ever get easier? And she's like, it's kind of like this rock in your pocket and you just kind of get used to the weight, you know, but you never stop feeling the weight. Right. But you just get used to yeah, it. Yeah, you just get used to it. And I think that's, that's exactly what it feels like for me. Yeah. You yeah. just get used to it. And I think that's I mean, that's true of of any trauma, especially trauma when you're a kid or anything that gets disrupted as a kid. There's a lot about how like trauma keeps you locked in at that at that age, mm-hmm. like or what you go back to that age, you go back yeah. to that in like a fully, you know, uh, realized way where it's like you forget that you're an adult now and that you're safe. You forget that you're in control and that no one can do this to you anymore. Right. Um, and and that it, it's a different dynamic, yeah. you know. Um, well, it feels like uh, for me, it feels like a dream. Like, oh my god, was that my childhood? Was right. that my life? Mm-hmm. It's oh a, my it's god, dissociation. Exactly. Certainly. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah it's uh, especially especially things that happen at formative ages. And, oh yeah. And it's like, you know, I think sexual so, awakening. Like yeah. it was the worst time for it to happen. Yeah. yeah. And especially when you're gay and coming up gay at that time, where. It's very hard to find information <laughs> that isn't about sex and right. about that the the what you have to offer is your body. Yeah, exactly. And that this is how men interact and yeah. this is how gay men socialize. Yeah. And this is all it is. Right. Um it's everything gets fucked up. Right. And I and what it what it made me think about was I I started thinking about cuz obviously there's there's different situations, right? There's <clears throat> you know and there's just different versions of this kind of non-consensual assault abuse situation, right? And what it made me think about was that gray area. And I say gray not because it's not an issue, but because it can feel like not an issue. Mm. Is so many gay men because of this, and maybe not because of abuse, but because they came up with the idea. Like I grew up with that media, with that idea that that what I had to offer was was physical, and that's yep. how gay men worked. Right. Um. And you know, developed terrible body image issues because of that. Exactly. Um. But then what that often translates to is these situations that plenty of women have dealt with too, where you involve yourself in a sexual situation, even though you don't want to, Oh, and you quote unquote consent to it. Right. And you say, yeah, sure. And you, and, and you're, you're not coerced in any way, but you coerce yourself because you think you have to, or you don't want to disappoint them or you're scared. Yeah. Um, it's, it's still the same. It's still traumatic. It's still an assault. Yeah. It's be, and, and it's, and I think those are things that should be talked about too. And a lot sure. of times people write them off. They're like, ugh, 
whatever. I just did it anyway. And it's like, well, if it bothered you, you should talk about it. Yeah, you should talk about it, right? Yeah. And, you yeah. know, whether you want to press charges, whether you want to go to the perpetrator, what you know, whatever it mm-hmm. is, that all has to be up to you. Yeah. Um, you know, going to the police, sometimes that's why it's also hard to tell, like, a boyfriend or a mother or a best friend because they'll want to, like, take action and mm-hmm. get revenge. And sometimes that's not what you want right now. First, like, yeah. you need to heal first, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, and I, uh, I'm, I'm constantly struggling with uh, the Me Too um, coverage and the media about things because it, every single time I see hashtag Me Too, I think about my trauma. Sure. And it, uh, it's exhausting. Mm. Um, I don't think that that's, um, I don't think that Me Too coverage is a bad thing. I, no. I don't think the Cosby trial coverage is a bad thing. But what I'm saying is that it's. Uh, that I think people need to be a little bit more sensitive when it comes to uh, how how you're going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we're in a time right now where it's kind of like, it makes me think about the vixen where she's like, I just decided that I am not going to be silent. I'm yeah. going to speak up. So right. I'm going to go to a 10 because I'm going to be guaranteed that you're going to hear me at a 10. Yeah, exactly. And I'm still trying to figure out how to get to a five when a five is appropriate. And right. when a five will make me better heard right um and i think it's similar with this where right now it's like well we've gone from never talking about it now we just need to like fucking blast it yeah and then figure out how it fits in sort of like a like kind of what's happening with this the time's up movement Uh and working this into like like the fabric of hollywood yep um you know i i'm certainly hopeful of that i think there is so much toxic sludge in hollywood that it's hard for me to see how the whole structure doesn't have to kind of be taken down you know what i mean right that's that's a whole other conversation right um i think there's even more sinister issues oh sure you know sure um they're all terrible but you know uh there there's even there's even more yeah um you know it's it's tough you know Uh, you know it's interesting because we're i i just want to name it and make sure that we're clear like right now we're talking about um uh, the queer experience, mm-hmm. especially uh, gay men experiencing sexual assault, uh, which is a small minority to <laughs> the incredible crimes against women. Oh, um, yeah. Every single minute. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I just want to make sure that we're recognizing that, like, we're we're talking about a very uh, we're talking about Blair and we're connecting yeah. with Blair's story right yeah. now. That uh, the what women deal with is a whole other episode. Yeah. Um, oh, that, I mean, is yeah. yeah, we could go on and on. And certainly it's not something we don't want to talk about. No, 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 no. We're just kind of choosing to look at this angle. There's still plenty about this that's applicable to everybody. Oh, for sure. Plenty. I mean, not even. Uh, yeah. I mean, just the idea of Blair, you know, dumbing it down and being like, oh, yeah, I was taken advantage of before she was able to mm-hmm. name it. Like, I mean, that alone, I think everybody can kind of absolutely uh, can, can grasp. Yeah. Um, but I think the idea of queer people being thrust into the gay world yeah. through violence mm-hmm. is all too common. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I don't know how it, 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 it changes. And I don't know how we best deal with it. I don't know how other gay men deal with it because nobody's fucking talking about it. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I just know what me and my therapist talk about. Um, yeah. And I... It's not something that comes up in therapy all the time. It's more of now this like, mm-hmm, oh, right. You know, it's like, oh, yes. a reference. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, when I was first doing that work, mm-hmm. that was like, oh, yeah. I have to go through this. Oh, you have to go. You have to you have to go through every box. Yeah. And, you know, because otherwise it just becomes like a hoarding situation. Yeah. But, it's, but does it ever come to a point where like 
it I mean because nobody wants to hear nobody wants to talk about that stuff mm -hmm. so like when when do you find out how someone else is coping you know like how is Blair yeah. moving forward maybe it's gonna be easier for Blair because she has a, a platform and mm -hmm. I say easier meaning like easier to have a conversation with others about it mm -hmm. um, because she's has started a conversation yeah um, but it's like do you like how does you know how do you how do you trade notes on yeah. how people are doing no, I think that's a good point. I think it's I think it's basically like someone has to take the you know, have the guts to start the conversation. You're like, hey, this happened to me. Yeah. And then people I, are like, Oh yeah, me too. It, oh yeah, me too. That's oh, yeah, what happens yeah. is then you discover, oh, this is happening everywhere all the time. Right. What you're ashamed you're ashamed because you're afraid of what people are gonna think about you and these are more likely than not people who have dealt with this and are dealing with this as well. Yeah. And couldn't be more grateful to have somebody else who knows what they're going through. Right. Um, but it's obviously incredibly scary and yeah. vulnerable. And I think, I mean, had, I think right now, I mean, I think there's there's lots of resources right now just in terms of like information or or hotlines or forums or support groups. Like there there are a lot of resources right now that can at least facilitate the voicing of it. Mm -hmm. I think it's like first things first, name it, you know, right. or just say something. Right. Um, and then I think from there, I also think from there things get a little bit clearer. I think they get a little bit more mucked up. I think anyone who's done therapy on any issue knows that when you first <laughs> yeah. start dealing with it, it gets real it murky. It all gets kind of compounded and yeah. collapsed into one. And I yeah. think, you know, when I think about Blair and I think about where she might be with this, her sexuality versus her drag versus mm -hmm. her, her, her violence, you know, all of that, just the, just the facing it, just not putting on the rainbows and looking mm -hmm. at it. It's like accepting that like at first this feels like the worst idea ever <laughs> because it all just comes up. Sure. But then that's kind of a good sign. Yeah. You want it all to come up because if it's all staying under the surface, then it's all still festering and creating other problems. Right. It's like, it's like, it's like vomiting, Colin. It really is. It's kind of like trying to record the season two finale episode and taking vomit breaks. I don't know if anyone's ever experienced that. I know I have. Oh, I just want to hug your neck. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I love that line in, in this mm. when Asia yeah. was saying that. Yeah, um, yeah. Anyway, it, I, uh, I I don't know if we want to talk any more about this, except thank you for allowing me yeah. to say this shit out loud. Yeah. Um, it, it's, uh, it gets easier and easier mm -hmm. um, to talk about it. Um, I mean, just, it's, I, it's interesting because someone like me, I've lived with it for so long mm -hmm. that, and I've also been talking about it for, a, a, you know, a, a long enough time yeah. that it's uh, easier, but it's still hard to, to like... Oh yeah, breach it yeah. again. Blair's twenty two. Yeah, twenty two. I was still like playing punching out. walls. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> playing out the reaction. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like totally. It's 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 kind of like when we talk about Aquaria with just like her aesthetics. It's just like oh my god, you have figured so much out in such a short period of time. Right. Um. That like for Blair to already be there and still have so much to go. It's like okay, I think you're off to a great start. Yeah. Like these are great insights to arrive at. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, it's a journey. And again, it doesn't end. Right. You just get better at it. Right. And I think it's, I think of that the way I think about death. I think about grief mm -hmm. and I think about you still, I still miss the dog. Yeah. It's going to be there. I'm always going to miss Mickey. No, I, yeah, Mickey. I have, oh. I tell people I have 90 seconds where I can talk about it before it gets 
messy. <laughs> oh, God. Like an egg timer starts, and then I feel it coming. Oh, Mickey. It's like, oh, 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 yep. Oh, so Mickey. the you oven preheats. when that dog came in the room. Oh, God. When she came in the room, everybody stopped. Yeah. She was a part of the conversation. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I still, I, I mean, that was, you know, that we put her to sleep when I was 15, and it still remains. Yeah. Something, you know, just incredibly difficult, but not as hard as then, you know, sure. but just still sad, yeah. you know, right. and it's, it's not the same, but it's a similar model. I see what you mean. The mm-hmm. idea of, uh, something that's hard to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's even hard to talk about in its yeah. own way. Yeah. 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 It's just a trauma. Right. Yeah. Right. Death is a trauma. It, sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Well, anyway, um, hug your neck, uh, twirl mm-hmm. for Peggy. Twirl for Peggy. <laughs> Oh my God! Is it Peggy? It's Peggy. It's Peggy. Um, yeah, I, I I don't have much more to say about Untucked. We we already talked about Monique's story. Yeah, nothing happens, America. Bears repeating. <laughs> um, I Eureka's mother. We got to meet. That yeah. was a beautiful moment. I loved what she said that when she had left, her mother wasn't even able to speak. So the fact right. that she was seeing oh her speak, oh my God, it was very. I moving. was like, oh, that's I incredible. Was, uh, full disclosure, I was like a mess this episode yeah. for multiple reasons. Yeah, sure, I assumed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I was a mess mostly for that air in- instrument. But uh, did you notice? Did you clock Aquaria when she said identical? No. Okay, so somebody said, "Oh, you guys all look the same, Eureka. Y'all look identical." And then Aquaria goes, "Identical," which is a My Cousin Vinny reference. Oh, yeah. wow! I, I would clap, but I got this microphone. Identical. Wow. And he's in the courtroom, you know. Anyway. I mean, I don't, I don't remember it specifically. Um, I mean, I just really mostly remember biological clock ticking. Yeah, you know, in yeah. that, in that floral jumpsuit. <laughs> yeah, love her. Um, speaking of amazing looks, you know when I love, I love when a queen takes her wig off, and a bald Asia was a look. Oh, it was a. That look. was so hot. It was great with her face. Yeah, it was such oh, a fucking she look. Stunning. It was very. Uh, yeah, it, it was. There was. Do you remember? I don't. This is a weird thing to know but there i don't think she's still working but there was this model in the 90s and she was and she was bald she was black and she, i think her name was alec weck and oh. she was um and she was just like super distinct like uh, you know just no one else looked like her and mm-hmm. especially in the 90s and that kind of reminded me of that she was this like sort of bald glamour alec weck alec weck Oh, oh, of course. Alec Wack. She's very Grace Jones. I'm probably saying she? it wrong, am I? I'm, I'm definitely saying it wrong. Um, yeah, it doesn't say how to pronounce it. All right. Well, I just went with context, you know, <laughs> context clues. Um, oh, she currently lives in Brooklyn, Colin. Work. Yeah. Shit. She's 41. Oh, God. I bet she's currently still gorgeous. Um, well, there you go. Yeah. Alec, if you're listening. I'm sorry I'm saying your name wrong. Um. So I, uh, I'm just taking my notes other than that on, on talked, I guess. I think it's Alec. Alec? I think it's Alec. She was on an episode of, of America's Sex Town. Oh, Alec. is it Alec Weck? I think it's Alec Weck. Oh, I always just kind of put that little like Alec. Alec, like so, Target. Yeah. So I'm, uh, I'm doing it on purpose, Mary. Yeah, Mary. Stop rolling Ooh. your eyes, Mary. Yes. Um, I, I guess the only other notes I had about Untucked was I just really enjoyed this moment towards the end where... Monique and Asia were kind of comforting Blair and I was like oh her two aunties are just you know giving her a, you know her like fairy godmother's giving her a hug yeah it's just I mean it just goes back to like 
seeing these queens support each other. Right. Seeing, right. you know, like... Vixen getting so emotional about Blair. Yeah. It's, and even on social media. Like, mm-hmm. it's so, it's so beautiful. It's, I think we've said this before, but it's this, like, they're just being these great examples of, like, how to exist in the world. Yeah. Uh-huh. And we didn't see this before. This is, this is very season nine, mm-hmm. um, kind of evolved into season ten. Yeah. Where, like, these... I mean, there is love. Yeah, there, there was. It love. makes me think of the other like. It's like what Valentina missed. Yeah, well, you know? it makes me think of. I think it was um, Sasha and Cynthia when Cynthia had to lip sync, and Sasha like she's like can give you a little power grab, oh, and she like yeah. put her hand on her yeah, heart, that's right. and it was just like, oh my god, <laughs> this is the show I showed up for. I hear you, Mary. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Um, so. so we should move on. You know, I want to talk about um, Cracker and yeah. her review with the Jew. Yeah. Um, you know, she in this latest episode where she reviewed the pickle dress episode, uh, mm-hmm. the Bossy Rossi show, um, she kind of went in. She had a lot to say yeah. about what they did not show. There was a lot of that sketch that they didn't show mm-hmm. where it seemed like because she couldn't say America, American. Yeah. And she kept stumbling. So she I think she thought, oh, shit, this is my Kasha Davis moment. Yeah. Um, but she also really uh, and not in the way that. She had a cocktail. Yeah, no, that was, <laughs> I think that would have helped. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but she, uh, she talked about how specifically the, the Vixen in Asia scene, she said that the producers really pushed that. Oh my God. Yeah. That wasn't just. And that's, and, and she also called the producers out. She's like, yeah, that really fucking sucked. Yeah. I hope I, I I'm so glad you could make a joke at the expense of my career and my dignity. For yeah. The TV show. Right. Cause and, they made those outfits for. Yeah, exactly. So like, yeah. you know, we talked about that last week that like you could tell the producers were kind of pushing them that direction this was not all the vixens right, idea right right that they kind of pushed them that's and what so, she says yeah she really reinforced that and it's just like i you know it's interesting because you know not to encourage biting the hand that feeds you but these queens they don't have to tiptoe too much no they only really need the brand uh, you know well the, uh, like the, the brand they sign an nda sure for certain things sure. right but w- I've seen... But like Cracker, you know, maybe she doesn't want to be on All-Stars 4. Yeah, you know? right? Maybe she yeah, she doesn't need it, you know? That she'll just end up doing her own thing. Yeah. But chances are, if she is such a fan favorite, they'll need her. Oh, exactly. And that's kind of yeah. what happens. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so I respect... And she'll bend to the crown the competition. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I respect her kind of not kissing ass here. Yeah. No, I respect know? it too. It makes me believe her more. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, I think that there's a lot that Katya has been talking about recently on whimsically volatile. That's been a similar tone um, of just kind of really showing the behind the scenes. I'm like, no, it's, it, this is what they're doing. This is what's going on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like what you think is happening is happening. Yeah. 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 Um, kind of stemming from that not to unless you have more to, you want to say about oh Cracker? no um i just i i find her really charming mm-hmm. i'm i i'm falling in love with her on review with a jew more than the show because i think she's super creative i think she's super witty mm-hmm. um and i love all of her references yeah. um i think uh it's edited well and mm-hmm. um yeah it's 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 a it's a great little show yeah and it, it's it's very much like the regrets during season yeah. seven yeah and that's why it's almost like okay cracker's gonna get a katya edit yep yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, and I think that this, yeah, this is certainly if you if you're not into Miss Cracker, I think this is what you need. Yeah, is the review of the Jew, right? Um, kind of speaking of of Katya, I have been continuing continuing to listen to Whimsically Volatile, and the past few episodes have been gold. Oh yeah, the most recent Bianca one, was was great. That I didn't one was see great. The most, is it John? John, I didn't going with John that. Polly. Oh, I didn't listen to that yet. Really, really good, great conversation. You know, I just like does it stay even keeled? Yeah, stays okay. really even keeled. 
um, it's I, I'm just like really impressed. Some of the stuff Katya was saying, I was just like, okay, this is what I was thinking you were gonna do. This is the direction I thought you were aiming to go. Was like that that there is this is intellectual, emotionally intelligent point of view of Brian McCook, and am seeing and he's been able to kind of bring that out in the character of Katya, but I'm really kind of seeing it lately, especially in these past couple episodes. Um, so I know I've been oh, a little great. off of whimsically whimsically volatile, but I am wholeheartedly recommending it. You're um, into it. You're into it again. Completely. Well, I mean, yeah. I got to tell you that uh, was it. contemplation. Is that yeah. what it's called? Yeah. I mean, start there, Mary's. Oh, yeah. Start yeah. there. Um, yeah, yeah. It really just. And then after those two, I would go back to Devin. Mm-hmm. Um, Devin is great. That's a that's a crazy episode, but there's a lot of oh. beauty in that episode. It's stupid how much yeah. good is in that episode. Great podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and Craig is so great to listen to. Yeah. He's got such a great voice, mm-hmm. and he's a good balance. Yeah. I think if he was a little off the wall, it would uh, yeah. fall apart. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and I oh 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 the other reason I wanted to bring this up is because Katya in the most recent episode tells an extended Sarge story. Katya and I have a lot in common. She also, I think she said, oh, I, what did she say? Um, and I'm just going to say it. it. She said something along the lines of like, um, she said I something along the lines of like, I would blow up a kindergarten to tongue his ass or something like that. Oh, my God. And I have to say, I think I. You would not, Colin. Do not say that. I That's would so not say fucked that. up. No, I would not. I didn't even say that. Thank I God. understand the extent of her desire I got it. is all I was gonna say. Um, in in Mary's, we were all holding our breath. In, in terms of energy and a, an intention, I understand I know, I know where she saying. is. I know what you're saying. I, I mean, not. that's a fucked up joke, but yeah. but it is. But that's what she does. And yeah. but anyway, she was just talking about how great he is and how he was the cameraman in her like producer interviews and her and her goal was just to make him laugh. And if she could make him laugh. Then she's like, okay, then I'm doing great. Oh, wow. Yeah. And just how, like, just what a great energy he is. And he has these two beautiful kids. And he's such a great dad. And he's just such a nice guy. And um, and that he's just incredibly hot. And he's just this little, like, fire plug of a guy. Ugh. And I was like, oh, this is so validating. Yes. Everything <laughs> she's saying, everything she's saying, uh, I feel about Sarge. All right. Still. Um, and I, Monet, you know. Yeah, of course. I want to talk just very briefly, just plug Head Over Heels, Peppermint's uh, Broadway musical. Oh, yeah. Um, it uh, it got some reviews. Um, they're not great reviews. Uh, mm. Peppermint is lauded, obviously. Oh, good. Um, it's just that it's Go-Go's music to Shakespearean times. It's a weird mix. And it's weird. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, overall, you know, just a pleasant a pleasant day at the theater. Yeah. Oh, good. Good. Um, and I feel like it's going to do better than the Donna Summer musical that oh. is not doing well. Oh, it's not. It, it's, no, it, it's not getting good reviews. Oh, man. Even from gay men. Uh, Donna Summer. Um, Queen uh, for all seasons, just not this one. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> um, update: uh, The boys in the band has their preview, uh, their excuse me, their dress rehearsal tonight, uh, as we speak, Sunday, and then previews start tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, I am going for my birthday. Oh, great! To a matinee. Mm-hmm. Um, the matinee of opening night. Oh, perfect! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm probably going to see it again. I'll probably go with you, Colin, because I can probably get tickets through work. But um, yeah, we have to go see it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I have every intention. Yeah. Yeah. I'm super excited about it. Yeah. 
yeah, it's if you are traveling to New York anytime soon. Um, and if you can't go see uh, Boys in the Band on Broadway, you could just go listen to our Matreon episode. <gasps> oh, yeah. At Matreon.com. No, patreon.com backslash all right, Mary. <laughs> find out how you can get that. Um, um, what else, Mary, for nuance? Um, I guess I just wanted to just acknowledge the Tyra situation. Just acknowledge it. Just, yep, we hear it. Is she, she's not doing America's Next Top Model anymore? Yeah, she just, she said, you know what, me, me and Miss J, it's just not working out. Too <laughs> Miss much J's con- not even on the show anymore, Mary. Well, <laughs> what do you want me to say? Uh, what do you want to say, Miss Merle? Yeah, yeah, I'm just a girly girl. And so what more do you want from me, Miss Merle? So I, uh, so of course, Miss Tyra Sanchez, uh, the other Tyra. Uh, yeah, we all know what's going on with Tyra. And so I just, I wanted do to. Do we know what's going on with Tyra? Well, we know, we know the, the Tyra story. Okay, right, 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 right. We know okay. that. Okay. that, that yes. Yeah, so I just wanted to, to, yeah. I mean, what, the way that phrase came out of your mouth, I thought was interesting to mm-hmm. just kind of. Yeah, we all know what's going on. She's a bitch. No, and that's kind of what I want to acknowledge. Uh-huh. I think, let's just say on the outset, what she's doing, redragcon and the website and the, and the Facebook posts. Scary. It's unacceptable. Up. Not cool. Not cool. It's fucked up. It's so d- disappointing that someone within the community has turned this into something to feel nervous about. Yeah. Um, like re- uh, yeah, that really yeah. sucks. Like that's just like oh. You know, it, it makes you want to go to a place of, oh, fuck you. Yeah. And I kind of do and go I to do. that place. Yeah, I do. Like, fuck you. Yeah. And then I go to that place of like, okay, like, again, there's no excuse. I am not apologizing for Tyra for this. I yeah, think let it, that be known. Let that be known. This is bullshit. Um, and and to for for how far drag has come to have this, for her to do this is so goddamn selfish. Oh yeah. It's so goddamn selfish um, that it's very hard to have any compassion for her. And then I go to this place of, okay, what is Tyra reacting to? Yeah. Tyra is not some evil bitch just trying to ruin people's lives. Hurt people, hurt people. Yeah. What is going on? Yeah. Yeah. What is she reacting to? We all know what she's reacting to. And it's a history of things, right? It's a compounding history. She has literally been fighting since season two. Yeah. People have been hating her since mm-hmm. season two. When yeah. She did great on season two. She did. And and people were saying that like, oh, that she was so awful. She, reacts she was poorly a bitch. to people. And that, she, that Raven was robbed, even though Raven was very much a bully that oh, season. Oh, so mean on that season. Way more than Tyra. Tyra, I would not say was a bully. No. Uh, no. At all. That was not th- what was happening with Tyra. Um, we saw actually lots of really positive interactions like in the second half of the season once things got kind of worked out. Yeah. Uh, once she got some damn manners so she didn't look so stupid. <laughs> um, and so... But, you know, once Tatiana said, I don't like you. Yeah, because you know what? She's a child. <laughs> She's a child. Uh, and she is acting like a child here. But uh, I that's kind of where I'm landing with this. And I, I it's something I'd love to engage with Mary's on mm. of that point of view of like, what what is the hurt what is the what is fueling it to this point because right. this is different this is different from saying morgan's dead or giving out tatiana's phone number yeah. this is a next level thing right and it could be a mental health thing it could be all sorts of different things but i think just having the conversation that tyra's a bitch and she should have the crown taken away and all that that is that is uh, boo-boo nonsense. That's non- that's not real mm-hmm. that's the tv show uh-huh. these are real human beings um I think have, trying to have the conversation of like, what, what is it Tyra is responding to? What is it that, she, what is going on with her in that sense? 
and understanding that. I don't know. Just it's a step in a different direction other sure. than just telling her she's an awful person. Right. Because that's just fueling more of this. Right. So. Yeah. I don't know why people keep. I don't know. I mean, it's it's it's, it's interesting to me to see people keep coming for her like Fifi and and Tati like every now and then like there's like a dig at her yeah. it's like just stop like she's yeah. clearly fucked up or angry or whatever or not mm-hmm. and you keep doing this little dig it's like stop it yeah like, get over it right because like the reality is like in terms of if you want to take it to like a career thing you you She's never going to eclipse you. Not at this point. She's no, no threat. way. So She's you, no threat. So you're stooping to her conquer. career is over. Mary's. Oh, you now you know? it is. Yeah. You know, yeah, I just, oh, I, I'm not, I guess I'm not talking to Mary's. I'm just talking to people in general. Like her career is over. Like, why are you p- still picking on this guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just a, um, it's just another perspective. I don't think we have any solutions or answers, but just of like, Hey, you know, there's this other view of Tyra. Yeah, yeah. There's another view. Yeah, and yeah. yet what she's doing is still bullshit. Right. We should illuminate all sides. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because humanity's humanity. Yeah. Um. Yeah. They're my little Marys. Yeah. Um, so that's. Yeah, I guess yeah. we'll just keep following that. Yeah, we'll see. You know, we'll see, see what happens. happens. Yeah. Um. I think that's all I have for nuance. All I'm right, Mary. Trying. To, I mean, I know we have we have some emails to respond to, so that there might. I think there were some things I was gonna bring up. And I think we just had so much to talk about this week that yeah. next week we'll talk about it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think that might be, I know what you're referring to. That might be a discussion that we can yeah. have another time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's not going to go away. Um, but anyway, Marys, you know, that's our nuance episode. Uh, from the bottom of my uh, queer heart, uh, thank you for uh, listening and hearing us out on these issues um, and listening to our BDB Little podcast. Yeah. Um, if you have any thoughts, any thoughts at all, you can reach out to us uh, on Twitter at All Right Mary, or you can find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com, or find us on email at allrightmarypodcast at gmail.com. And we'd love to hear from you. We are here listening we're reading we're trying to get through as many of the emails as possible and uh i think we we we, we, we get back to all of them eventually yeah yeah it all it happens do yeah. you know and if you don't write you know write us again and don't throw shade but just write us again you yeah. know because yeah. we it's not that we don't want to hear from you oh yeah no, that's not the case yeah um and so of course if you're listening to nuance and you know where i'm going because you probably just listened to the main episode <laughs> and you want more all right mary you know how to, you go to patreon.com you go to backslash all right mary uh, and I mean, there's like 17 additional episodes now, Hell yeah. including the mannequin episode we just did. Mannequin, mannequin, uh, medicine woman, and upcoming this week is they've got boob. Or I've got boobs, Ed. Yeah, they're called boobs. They're called, <laughs> they're called I'm so boobs. Tired. I've got boobs, Ed. Yeah, uh, Aaron Brockovich. Uh, so yeah, it's and keep the recommendations or the requests coming. We are I, we're going through them as fast as we can. Um, which is, you know, once a week. Uh, so <laughs> stay tuned. Um, and obviously, you know, the drill with iTunes. If you haven't figured it out at this point, let me remind you, you just go to iTunes and you leave a five-star review and a positive rating. Bitch, you know the rest. Yeah, bitch, you know the rest. Um, well, thanks, Marys. Uh, we uh, here at All Right Mary um, are humbled by all of the love that you guys send um, and the conversations that you get started. So thanks so much. Uh, and we hope you have a fantastic week. Bye, Marys. <laughs>